0: Hey you found us! This is a podcast of Carbon Valley Lutheran Church in Firestone, Colorado, just north of Denver. We here at CVL firmly believe that community is built not found, that it's local, not virtual. So we encourage everyone to find a local church and help them build their community and be a service to them. With that said, we pray that these podcasts supplement and not replace your spiritual journey. If you'd like to learn more about us at CVL, you can check us out on Facebook, or on the web at carbonchurch.com, or even better, stop by in person. We worship at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. May the Lord bless your day. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. On this wonderful weekend, I'm overjoyed that you are joining us uh, this weekend, and today we are specifically looking at Uh, what foundations we have put in place, what foundations we have in place in order to build a life as a Christian. Uh, It makes sense, especially today, because this weekend we have two young men that are confessing their faith. Uh, They are, are being confirmed, which means strengthening. And on some level, they are talking about and confessing the foundation that they have in Jesus Christ. Foundations are one of the longest lasting things of any building that you're going to find uh, if, if everything else gets demolished More often than not it's the foundations that remain But sometimes that's kind of hard to see because foundations are usually at ground level There's been a pretty remarkable um, some have even called it a, a revolution in in Archaeological finds over the last 10 years specifically. Uh, it's been kind of coming on quickly, but the last 10 years especially There's been huge leaps in In new archaeological finds within our world. And the reason for that specifically is the um, not new technology, but the new application of technology towards finding old structures. Specifically, um, airborne satellite imagery has started to reveal all kinds of new structures. In fact, there's remarkable stories you can find on the internet of of amateur archaeologists, amateur um, map map um, um, sleuths going through Google images and actually finding old structures just by seeing the outline of where foundations used to to be. Um, but one of the maybe the more uh, revealing ones, is the use of LiDAR imaging. So that's, uh, that's laser imaging that are, are shot towards the ground and those lasers respond and bounce back at different wavelengths. And what it does is can give you a 3D Uh, image of what is happening on the ground. Now this LiDAR, they've started turning to archeological sites and they're finding some just remarkable sites, places that they never knew existed. And what is even more amazing is, they're finding these archeological sites Underneath the very feet of people that had been there and and uh, been walking there for hundreds and thousands of years But they just never saw them uh, one of the most amazing ones that's come up recently at least um, That was reported on in the last couple of years uh, was Aguada phoenix if I pronounce that right. Uh, it's down in the, the um, um, Kind of near the Gulf of Mexico in Mexico uh, and it's one of the oldest and largest Mayan Um, archaeological sites that our world has ever found. They found it by using LIDAR. You're going to see those images, I think, on the screen in front of you. But you can also imagine in Mexico uh, the, the difficulty in trying to find structures that are at ground level when vegetation has been growing for hundreds, if not thousands of years above them. And so the first picture you'll see is just jungle. And you'd have no idea how to distinguish where buildings used to be when all you can see is overgrowth. But using LIDAR imaging, they were able to look beneath that canopy and see what was underneath. And once underneath, they found vast complexes of Mayan civilization, vast complexes of former foundations that had been there. And it's just remarkable. It's given them um, um, direct um, places to be able to dig, uh, to be able to peel back that canopy and find what was there before. Now, that LIDAR is giving us kind of an archaeological boom, right? Where we're finding cities that had long been lost. We're finding um, civilizations that had long been lost. But I think we we know how persistent and how long-lasting a foundation can be. In fact, that's what Jesus is talking about in our text here today. We have to ask ourselves as believers on what foundation are we building? And there's probably no better time for us to consider foundation building than today. As a church, Uh, first off, we've got two kids that are being confirmed. So we're talking about the next generation of believers who are going to take Jesus with them to their kids and their grandkids and to places and a, a point in time that that I or we will never see. But second of all, uh, we, we also are in the midst of a building project as a congregation. In fact, you can maybe see that picture on the screen in front of you. They've stripped everything off of our building. Um, the only thing that left, or, is left are some of the metal bones and trusses right down to the foundation. And so I think not only as individuals, but as a congregation, we get to ask ourselves, on what foundation are we building? Um, we get to worship in the, the husk of a former building on the foundation that remains. But we ask ourselves that in our Christian living. What are we leaving behind? What foundations are we putting in place for our kids and our grandkids and the generations that are to come after us? And so if there was ever a time for us to consider those foundations and what we are laying down, today's the day to do that. So I'm happy that you're with me. We're going to go on that journey this this morning um, as Jesus talks specifically about um, building our foundations. So our theme today is going to be that. Uh, We want to build foundations that last. Now, our text for our consideration is from the book of Matthew, and we kind of get thrown in, not kind of, we get thrown into uh, the very end of an entire sermon that Jesus has given. So this is Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And if you want to do some homework at home during the week, go back to the beginning of chapter five. That's actually where that sermon on the mount begins with the Beatitudes. And at the point of our text here today in chapter seven, we are concluding that entire sermon. And so Jesus has laid a foundation of Christian living for three chapters all the way up to the point that we're looking at here today. And and he's really building on that. He's saying um, these are the aspects of Christian living and the foundations of what it looks like to be a Christian. But Jesus is actually building on something even deeper than that. In truth, as he's giving that sermon, the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and, and, and laying out all those ways that we live our lives as Christians, he is the living embodiment of the foundation, the foundation upon which we as Christians build our life and our living. And we actually get that specifically from our first lesson that we read for today from the book of Romans. Um, Romans said this, There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And so there's our foundation. We build on Christ and the redemption we have in Him. We build on Christ and His grace. And so, if we as believers, if we as Christians want to build a Christian foundation, we have to first and foremost know upon whom we are building that foundation. And it's squarely on Jesus Christ, it's squarely on His sacrifice on the cross for us, um, on His blood that was shed, His death, and His resurrection. Sometimes I fear that we focus far too much on the structures that are built above, far too much on on what Christian living should look like and ought to look like and may look like or may not look like in our lives. That I I fear at times we, we focus so much on what is built above that we lose sight of what we are built upon. Paul, in the book of Romans, doesn't let us forget that. And we shouldn't forget that either as Jesus speaks these words to us in Matthew chapter 7. The foundation upon which we as believers build always has been and always will be Jesus Christ, his grace and the forgiveness that we have. And so as we jump into our text for today, we've got to understand that that's what we are building upon. If you want any chance of building a, a A life that lives it to glory to God's glory if you want any chance of being able to share Christ with the generations to come Christ has to be present he is our foundation he is your foundation upon which we build and so that's when Jesus comes to us then and he reminds us of the foundation upon which we are to build let me read for you verses 25 through 27 Jesus says this, therefore, so remember, he's building upon the previous three chapters saying, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and has not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a crash. Now what's Jesus' point? His point here is that not all houses are built the same. Even if those structures look identical above ground, what Jesus is telling us is is that if the foundation is weak, it makes little difference how pretty the building is above, that it will ultimately crash. And so Jesus says we ought to make our foundation on him. And it's an interesting connection that he makes because he says, not only build our foundation on him, but also in his words and putting those into practice. So it's not sufficient just um, to build that foundation and then sit back and twiddle our thumbs. Really, what Jesus is saying is, is that these are two sides of the same coin. When we know of Jesus' grace and his forgiveness, Then out of joy and thankfulness, we seek to live our lives in glory to Him, to build Christian lives which give glory to Him, which share Him and that foundation with the people around us. Uh, A famous architect uh, you maybe know, Frank Lloyd Wright, once said this about architecture. He said the physician can bury his mistakes, but the architect can only advise his client to plant vines. Basically what he's saying is, If there are mistakes, the only thing an architect can do is tell you to try to cover them up. But I think that's probably a good question that we get to ask ourselves. We are built on the foundation of Christ, but have we been planting vines to cover up things in our lives? We build our foundation on Christ, but are the actions that we take, the things we put into place, are these things... um, um, giving God glory and honor, or are they at odds with the Savior that we confess and the foundation upon which we build? And I think if we're honest, we're going to have to admit to ourselves that quite often we're just planting vines to cover up our imperfections, our sins, our mistakes. How often for our kids and the generations to come do our, does our confession not match our actions the accusation of hypocrisy is always right at the, at the doorstep of, of every one of us as believers because so often than not, we will claim one foundation and yet our actions and our words speak something clearly different. But Jesus doesn't want us to plant vines to cover those up. In fact, much like LIDAR imaging, Christ can see right down to the core. And so... Scripture urges us to tear those vines clear, to lay our sins at the foot of the cross, to lay our, our mistakes, um, the words we've used that have, been melt, that have been meant to hurt and harm rather than build up, to lay these sins at the foot of the cross. And what do we find at a foundational level? You find forgiveness. Forgiveness. you find love and you find Jesus' grace because that is the foundation that we have built on in Christ. And that's an important foundation for us to build for our kids. We ask ourselves, how can we build those foundations for the generations to come? We think of Liam and Angel making their confession here today. It always comes back to Christ. We're willing to be transparent and honest about our mistakes and our sins, we're willing to confess those sins and place them at the foot of the cross. We strive with all that we have to live our lives in glory to God above that the foundation matches the actions and the words that we choose to use and the words that we choose not to use that, that how we interact with our family, with our friends, with our communities um, are completely in line with the foundational confession that we make on a Sunday morning. That, that, that our Sunday morning attitude and personality is no different than the one that our family and friends will find on Monday through Friday. That's how we build foundations for the generation to come when they see a consistency in who we are and the foundation on which we've built, which is Jesus Christ, foundation of grace, love, and forgiveness. And when you do that, we've built foundations that are going to last. When I was a kid, Uh, About the ages of these young men that are making their confession, I lived in Grand Junction on the Western Slope, and we lived on the church property, so we had a parsonage and the church was there too, but there was an empty lot that was next to us, and that empty lot, I have no idea what it ever was, because by the time we moved in there, um, it, it, it was already empty. And yet us kids, we quickly found out that there was all kinds of, of, uh, of treasures and, and uh, excitement that that empty lot held because we went over there and what we quickly found was that there used to be a house there. All that was left was a foundation. And so I can tell you there, there were countless hours where my brothers and I would go over there and we'd play hide and seek in this foundation that was, that was at ground level. Um, hours where we'd go over and we'd, we'd play, we'd play um, army and guns and things like that. And we'd sneak around that foundation and, and we'd walk through it. And every single time my imagination went to, I wonder what this house looked like. The foundation is what remained. One day I found a remnant of what I think maybe is what happened to that building. I found a, um, a glass bottle that was completely melted and flat. I'm guessing that that house had burned to the ground. But you want to know what's amazing? Is that that foundation remained to this day. There will come a time for us, brothers and sisters, when our earthly house is going to be burned to the ground. There will come a time when our earthly house and our time has run out. Our time of grace is at an end and God welcomes us into eternity. But the foundations we leave behind still matter. They matter for these young men as they make their confession of Jesus Christ. They matter for your children, for your nieces, your nephews, for your grandchildren, and for the generations that are to come after us. And so what foundations are we leaving behind? Let's make sure that foundation speaks volumes about who Jesus is, a foundation built on and in grace and in love and in forgiveness. If you want to leave something behind, if you want to leave something to the next generation, leave them Christ, leave them His love, and leave them forgiveness. Amen.